0: You're it's listening to
2: A, a, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast Mama Mia Out Loud Hello, hello and welcome to Mamma Mia Out Loud What women are talking about three times a week I'm Holly Wainwright
1: I'm Mia Friedman And I'm Jessie Stevens. And...
0: <laughs> Can you
2: hear the sigh in all our voices? while we're I trying was to, try be to hide in. it, and you
1: brought it up. That's why I did a really
2: good job of sounding optimistic. Oh my goodness! You know what I am? Um, every time I'm on a call with you, which is all the time, you two in various ways, I always say, and other people, obviously, I'm always like, "How are you?" And I realised this week because I was getting some daggers. It's triggering. Looks. It's really yeah. Also, it's just a stupid question for anyone anywhere in Australia or the world, in fact, at the moment. So I'm thinking of some alternatives and some helpful people have said to be very specific, like how was your breakfast? <laughs> how is that coffee? How? I don't know. Like, and, and Mia said she doesn't mind so much how are you today.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it acknowledges... The badness is everywhere, but on a scale of... Yeah. We do ratings, daily ratings, out of 10. And, you know, some days are a one, but some days are a four. So-
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to endeavour to boost your rating today. Uh, we've got some cathartic content coming up. <laughs> so on the show today, have you heard of Amanda Knox? What about a movie called Stillwater? Who owns her story? And our best and worst of the weeks are gonna be a little bit different this week for reasons that are about to become obvious because Jesse Stevens,
1: take the floor. We're going rogue. Today, Australia is puffer fishing. Now, puffer fishing is a word that has entered the Mum Mia Out Louder's vocab ever since Hannah Gadsby, who did her stand-up special, Douglas, did a bit about puffer fishing and how. It was basically an explanation of female rage. And when you just, your whole body becomes so consumed with fury that you float. <laughs> you puff up like you a puffer You can't do anything with it. It fills your body and then you just kind of walk around thinking no one else can tell mm. that you're puffed. And it can happen very quickly. So quickly. And little things can set off mm. a puff of fish and big things. And especially right now, we've been patient, we've been resilient, we've talked about resilience on this show, we've talked about grief, we've been strong, but today we're just really pissed off. Victoria has been thrown into their sixth lockdown. It's been 10 days since their last lockdown. On Wednesday, we applauded them because they had zero cases. Wednesday, zero cases. By the end of
0: Wednesday, they had six. Cases and by Thursday they were locked down. Like it's not funny. I'm laughing like that laughter of a hysterical, crazy person.
1: Exactly. So they're having a rough time. Newcastle and the Hunter region also having a bloody rough time. They're going into a seven day lockdown. In Sydney, I mean, what can you say? We just broke a new record before we uh, gold medal for Sydney. Mm. Gold medal, most cases, horrific, horrific week. And look, I'm in a bunch of family group chats. and Queensland also. We didn't mention Queensland. Or Tasmania. Or
0: Tasmania. Just everybody. Tasmania's pissed off. Tasmania's first case in 238 days from someone who came from Sydney or Melbourne. Very naughty. Just not helpful. Tasmania is the gold standard. Everyone
1: is allowed to have any feeling they want today. And we're so sorry. But what we've noticed is that there's this vibe I'm in a bunch of family group chats, and I've got this auntie who just sent, it was 800 words, of about <laughs> how her grandson is meant to be carpooled to his work with someone that he works with all day, and he can't be carpooled anymore, and his dad now needs to take time off work to drive, and it was such a, a mess. Like, it really is really, really complicated, and she just said, I don't know what I expect anyone to do about this. I just needed to whinge for a moment I oh that's to nice put yes, it all down yes. in writing a moment to vent my brothers are in one of the badly badly affected LGAs and the only thing getting them through is that at night the two of them who live together go to a basketball court just the two of them and throw the basketball in the mm. net they went last night nets are removed oh, that's all <laughs> yeah all that was getting them through and you look at the net is it the net that's the bad thing no it's a global pandemic but the net was what? the final yes. straw. Like, that's just a metaphor for Australia at the moment.
0: This morning I woke up in our Mamma Mia Out Loud group chat to a message from you with a link to an Instagram post about a celebrity couple that I didn't I wasn't even very familiar with and about how they'd broken up. And you said this has pushed me over the edge. <laughs>
2: and I thought. I'm like, is she okay? Are you um, upset
0: that Kate Bosworth and her husband, whose name I can't even remember, have broken up?
1: That's unlike you. I was not upset. I didn't even know she was in a relationship, right? That breakup announcement about it was. I think a, you need to read
0: some of it because oh it was just. My goodness. So, Kate Bosworth, you might remember from I don't know what. Blue Crush. Blue Crush. Okay,
2: she was a She's, real it girl for a while. We used to put her in mags was, a lot because she, she was really thin and wore yeah. nice clothes.
1: Hasn't done a lot lately. So there's She's a been picture. Married for a while. Black and white picture of her and her partner. It says,
0: but kissing you, in the picture. Yeah,
1: kissing, kissing. It's been liked thirty-one and a half thousand times. Oh, I can't. Not by you. Not by me. Do you want to split a burger? Yes. How about a shot of whiskey? Hell yes. And it's a quote from something. Okay, great. The beginning is often the best part of love. Fireworks, magnets, rebellion, the attraction, the onsets. I don't know what she's talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Play that perfect song on the jukebox and dance with someone you have known your whole life, though you met minutes ago. They've broken up is the essence (laughs) of the whole thing. They're getting a divorce. They're getting a divorce. Perhaps this will sound strange to some, romantic to others, to us. This is the truth, which is that they have chosen not to fear, but instead to love by breaking up.
0: I don't and it's the biggest honor and love of their life and they
1: it's a beginning it's not and I'm just like my wedding speeches were not that romantic. No. <laughs> I don't have time for these sorts of riddles. What did you fight about and why have you broken up and, and who cheated? Me, I mean exactly, who cheated? Tell me. So there are big things and little things that are pissing us off and what we need to do is create a safe space where we can go through no judgment zone and just say What's pissing us off? Holly, what's the thing? What's the thing that's on your nerves? Oh, (laughs) my God.
2: Well, the big thing that I'm pissed off about, and I will never stop being pissed off about this, is Australia's squandered lead in this whole fucking mess that we're in right now, is every time I think about where Sydney was, even just four or five months ago, And how, you know, we were being told that we were so amazing and Australia was so amazing and all of the world wished they were in Australia and they all wanted to come here to make their movies and do their things and the Prime Minister was patting himself and everybody on the back about how great we were. Meanwhile, we were doing absolutely fucking nothing to protect ourselves from the shit storm that is now upon us. Anyway, that's the big, big thing I'm pissed off about and I will never stop being pissed off about our squandered lead. However... On a more personal level, I'm really pissed off because my everybody thinks that the rest of the world is opening up. It's not really true. I, that, that might make you all feel better, right? It's not really true. In Britain, Freedom Day, yes, but it's still incredibly complicated. And just as a small example of how weird the world is right now, my brother who uh, he and I have been WhatsApping a lot this week because he's in isolation in his house in Manchester with his stepson. The reason that they're the only two people there is that his stepson, Henry, has uh, COVID. It's not uncommon for people to have COVID. Obviously, in Britain, my niece has had COVID. Henry currently has COVID. When he tested positive, Tom was the only other person who was home. So his partner and his two sisters and his brother weren't home. So the way that they deal with it is they just call all the rest of the family and say, Henry's got COVID, don't come home.
1: (laughs) Where do they live? Where (laughs) do they live now? They live in
2: Manchester. So they're all staying with, you know, like my brother's kids are staying with their mum, Emily's staying with my friend, blah, blah. They're all basically going elsewhere. And Tom and Henry are stuck in their house and Henry's living in the basement and Tom's living on the top floor because it's like a tiny skinny house, like a terrace, little skinny terrace. And Henry isn't allowed out of his basement except to get food and to check that he's there are signs of life. So Tom leaves his food at the top of the stairs and then scurries back up to the attic and then Henry creeps out of the basement and grabs his food and then goes, like, it's just, and my brother was telling me about this, like it was the most normal, sensible, like, thing that had, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this is how, anyway, and I was just, I'm like, the world, the world's insanity is the will be the thing that makes me puffer fish the most. Mia, what are you angry about?
0: I'm puffer fishing about Meghan Markle's birthday video. Oh. And I, I am irrationally angry about this. I don't know if you've seen it out louders. And Holly and Jesse. I know you have. Because I'm turning 40, I'm asking 40 friends to donate 40 minutes of their time to help mentor a woman who's mobilizing
1: back into the workforce. Over 2 million women in the US alone and tens of millions around the world have lost their jobs due to COVID. And I think if we all do it and all commit 40 minutes to some sort of active service, we can create a ripple effect.
0: She's wearing like a cream bodysuit with a cream off the shoulder sort of wrap. And she's sitting at a desk. Her laptop is perched on a stack of her own book called The Bench. Like there are several big stacks of that. There's also a Hermes baby blanket that's displayed vertically weirdly and that costs about $3,000 and it's all about how for her birthday she wants women to donate 40 minutes of their time for her not for her, but to mentor a woman who might be struggling with unemployment. Now, this is where I don't feel proud of the fact that I'm puffer fishing about that because it's a lovely idea, Mm. right? But all I could think of yesterday when I watched this video and, you know, Melissa McCarthy's in the video and it's meant to be all ha-ha funny, is like don't give me another job, Meghan Markle. Like uh, that's a lovely idea. You go and do that but she's now asking 40 of her friends and she's encouraging them to ask 40 of their friends and Mm.
1: by extension
0: all of us to give 40 minutes and ask 40 of our friends and
1: and it's just like I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired too. I'm puffer fishing about my pop in his 90s who is – spending his days in a big house all on his own and we can't go and see him. I'm puffer fishing that the event I was most looking forward to this year has been cancelled inevitably along with holidays. I'm puffer fishing about my hair. It just... You were going to be interviewed by Lee Sales at the Melbourne Melbourne Writers Writers Festival. Festival. And I was so excited and so smug and it got cancelled and I'm so disappointed and my hair, guys, blondes aren't meant to go this long between visits. Yeah. They're not because it's we particularly look brutal washed blondes. out. I just look so washed out. I'm angry that the Olympics has to end.
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm angry about my eyebrows. They're in a real state. I'm also angry about my daughter's hair. It keeps twisting itself in undoable knots. It's not lockdown related. Uh, it just and she won't let me brush it anymore because now she's too grown up. So what do I do about that? Just not just dreadlocks, but that's not appropriate. She can't this have isn't, dreadlocks.
1: No, this isn't lockdown related either. But I got a call yesterday from a woman who was like, "Hi, houses are going in your area. Are you looking to sell?" And I was like, "I rent," and I don't know where you got my phone number from. I. Uh, that was my line. That was my limit. I have a question
2: about Megan's video just while we're on that for a minute. If that's really her office, mm. then I just never want to hear a wind about anything ever again. That desk is either solid marble or solid stone. It's like it looked like a dining table. Carved from a rock and someone had to carry that into that house for her and I thought it was really relatable that she had her laptop propped up on books because I do too. And Until I realised, as you pointed out, Mia, that they were just all her books with the spine yeah. facing out and I'm like, oh, so this is charity but it's also promotion. In front of that pile
0: was another pile of her yeah. books that were just there just to be a pile of her books. I don't yeah. know, like... It was a nice thing to do. It's a good cause. Like, I don't know why it's made me puffer fish. But also the sight of her, she was wearing, I swear to God, six-inch brown suede heels like the highest, spindliest shoes I've ever seen. Why?
1: Why was she wearing those we're shoes? We're bad people. Like Kate Bosworth got a divorce and I'm <laughs> angry at her.
2: Like We are at the point where Mia <laughs> is angry at Megan's shoes. I think that's yeah. like that. <laughs> that is the puffer fish stage we're at. If you feeling puffer fishy too, it's okay. Uh, Jessie has an idea that we should all be allowed some ranting space, don't you? Jess?
1: Exactly. In all our group chats, just put a little picture of a puffer fish and it means no judgment zone. Mm. I'm just going to say some things. Don't don't talk me out of it. Don't try mm. and cheer me up. Don't tell me I've got this. Just listen. Just yeah. listen and acknowledge. You don't have this. You no, None of us no have it. No one's got this. We don't have it anymore. And I'm cranky because I would like a facial. There you go.
0: Hi Outlouders, it's Shruti in Melbourne. I'm sending my love to everyone in Sydney and Queensland in particular, but also to my Outloud, best friend in Perth, Nilpa, who got me hooked onto you guys through 2020. Anyway, turns out I'm 20 weeks pregnant, and my doctor said my baby will soon start recognising my voice. And the first thing I thought is that they'll probably know Mia and Jessie and Holly's voice before mine. Thanks for all the entertainment, ladies. I love
2: starting my day with your voices. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments
1: to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, Open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to Mia.com.au
0: In possibly a record for this podcast, I'm going to bring up a topic that people are talking about that involves Matt Damon, which means this twice in one week. Oh, my God. That we've been talking about Matt Damon and people being cross at him. So, Holly, when I say the word Amanda Knox or the name Amanda Knox, what do you think straight away?
2: I know Amanda Knox was roundly called Foxy Noxy by the British tabloids for a period in the noughties because she was an American student who in Italy was wrongly accused and convicted of the murder of her roommate who was British and she didn't do it.
0: Do you remember the name of the roommate or the name of the man who did do it and was convicted and is now in jail? I do.
2: I do, but I don't think many people do. She was Mm -hmm. called Meredith Kutcher, and I know that because I've read a lot about her family, and he was called Rudy something.
0: Mm, Goodness, that's more than I knew. So this week Amanda Knox has, she's now living in America, and she is speaking out against a movie called Stillwater, which stars Matt Damon, and according to the writer and the director, is inspired by her story. And as you said, Holly, she was wrongly accused. She spent four years in prison for a murder she did not commit. And even after the man who did commit it had been convicted, she was still in jail. It took her eight years to clear her name. And when you say the name Amanda Knox, it's interesting. You obviously know more about it than most because most people kind of think Yeah, but I think she knew something about it or she was involved somehow. And most people don't know the name of the murderer and don't know the name of the victim. And she's been speaking out this week about this film that is inspired by her story, but instead of her being innocent, the character that plays, you know, is inspired by her, this character actually asks someone to get rid of her roommate.
1: Which was sort of... A circulating theory at one point about Amanda Knox. That's what's so weird about it, too, was that they kind of thought she was in cahoots with like
0: a criminal gang. It was also alleged that she'd had a sexual relationship with Meredith, the victim, and that it was some sex, tryst, and revenge situation. Now, none of that was true. None of that was true at all. And yet, her name is inextricably linked, as she says, her name is inextricably linked with this crime. And she says that this should not be allowed to happen. Like the fact that this movie was made, it was based on her story and Matt Damon plays the role of her father and she says, my father was actually incredibly involved with fighting to to prove my innocence all of that time. But because it changed the ending and basically made the character who was inspired by me uh, guilty of being involved in this crime that directly or indirectly plays into this incorrect myth about her, that Mm. she's a real person. She's not just a name. She's not just an idea. And she went on to say that this has happened quite a lot and that, that she just doesn't know what to do about it because she doesn't have any legal recourse.
1: Not in the States. And books have been written. Movies have been made. All the time there is something new coming up about the Amanda Knox saga, which doesn't Exist that draws on the tropes that were presented by the Italian court that was trying to accuse her of doing something she didn't do. Mm. So, I mean, put aside for a moment how traumatic that must be to have that all over the papers and, you know, thrown in your face again and again. Um, imagine being accused of murder and then the suggestion that she's some kind of sexual deviant. Mm which was never founded. put that to the side. But the other the other fact that you just have no control over your story and no ownership over it. and Matt Damon can make money off it and the writer of Stillwater and all of these random people can profit off your name. And she she says in this interview that you sent me Mia, which was the Vox explains that she almost feels like a Dracula where she's not a person but an idea and people get to do with her whatever they want as though there's not a real Amanda Knox trying to live her life and trying to move past everything that was said about her. I do think that this is part of the wave of relooking at power structures and how we look at women who have been exploited by... Yes, a court system, but then an entertainment industry that that continues to profit off her while she doesn't make a cent and we don't listen to oh, her voice. I so disagree. Like, I so disagree. Tell me why.
2: I read Amanda Knox's Twitter thread about this and it's brilliant. Like, every point she makes is right. You know, the, the point that you just brought up about the Amanda Knox saga and she says, you know, what you call things matters, all that stuff is absolutely true. But Amanda Knox was wrongly convicted and it's absolutely true that the way that that has been reported and was reported at the time and has been ever since is vastly unjust and very sexist, right? But since she was finally released and came home, she has given her side of the story a million times. She has made a Netflix documentary. She has written a book. She is very vocal on social media. She's got lots of platforms where she tells her side of the story. That's great. This movie is not her story. It is inspired by her story and all art draws from truth. So this the plot of this movie is not the plot of her life. It's not exactly what happened. The guy is not her dad. The person is not her, but it's drawn from it. In the same way that almost every movie or novel or book you've ever written was sparked in a writer's head when they heard a story, read a headline in the newspaper, talked to their friend at the shops and went, ah, that gives me an idea. And this has sparked from the Meredith Kutcher murder. And then the writer goes, but what if this, this and this? And let's remember that this isn't a hack. This is a guy who won an Oscar for Spotlight, which was an actual true story dramatisation of the Boston Globe reporters who broke open a massive child sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church in America, right? So these people aren't, you know... National Enquirer reporters who've done this and tabloid journalism has done a massive disservice to Amanda Knox and I agree but I don't agree with her that there can now never be a movie made about a student overseas who is embroiled in some kind of murder that has to either compensate for her or represent exactly her story. But that's that's not what it is. It's inspired by true events. It's not the Amanda Knox story. Amanda Knox has told the Amanda Knox story lots of times. That's
1: not what she's saying, though. She is more than happy for people to go and fictionalise whatever they want to fictionalise. What she is saying... No, she's not. She's not at all. If you listen to the interview, she says that her issue is do not use my image... To and sell my it. name and my but name is Celia Levy. Yes, he they did. did. They Ma- are. Ma-
2: but Matt Damon and Tom Thingy aren't. The media is they're going this story is inspired by the Amanda Knox case. No, no, no. Blah, Tom blah, blah, blah. McCarthy
1: is on the record saying and she said that he was, you know, put between a rock and a hard place because he had to acknowledge that it was Amanda Knox's story because to anyone who watches it, it the details are just so obvious. So he said, "Yes, yes, it is based on that and I've explored this theme and this theme. It's the same thing that we talk about in fiction sometimes, which is when authors might rely on racist stereotypes or sexist stereotypes or do something with their book. It's not not the same thing. It's but I think that books and movies can do things that are broadly unhelpful sometimes. And I think that's what Amanda Knox is talking about. That it's they've used her story is a springboard they're using her face they're using her name in interviews and in promo to go well, they're go and not watch this using
0: movie. her face so to no, be to be not. fair they're not like putting her face on the poster and no. they're not putting her name in the poster he said in an interview yes i was inspired and her point holland i think you've made some really good points too her point is that people are happy to use her name when it helps promote their project Mm -hmm. but when she's upset about it and says hey no one thought to call me or ask my opinion or give me a heads up on this film I just saw the trailer like everybody else in the theater suddenly it's like oh no no but it's not about you it's not your story it's like well is it or isn't it that was her point
2: I think she has a very valid point and I don't have any problem with her obviously expressing it. But I do have a problem with the idea that you can't, that no fiction can be lifted from the headlines. There wouldn't be any fiction. Every every great TV show we've watched is usually inspired by a true case. Yes. Every great book you've read is probably inspired by something that happened. And yes, of course, it's much better if you wait for all the people involved to die and then you can make up shit about them. But I think, I don't know, I think it's, I find that problematic that you're not allowed to imagine what if about a news story. But oh, I think- what if?
0: What if, like, the, someone made a movie about um, a woman who claimed her baby was taken by a dingo at a campsite, and actually she murdered the baby. Would you have a problem with that? And said, yeah, it was inspired by the Lindy Chamberlain story.
2: I don't know that I would have a problem with it because it's fiction. You know what I mean? But it's so
1: obviously casting doubt on an individual.
2: I understand the argument, but my side of the argument, and it's probably because I'm a writer, is Mm. that fiction is inspired by all kinds of real life events. And I don't don't think that Amanda Knox can say that no one can ever tell a story that resembles hers.
1: I reckon that the solution is is better writing. And by that I mean to draw... <laughs> Tell s- so.
2: Tom McCarthy, Oscar-winning screenwriter.
1: Yep. Apparently Be this movie is appalling, by the way. I know, I've, is, I've read yeah. that too. But I think that what it is, okay, so for example, Jane Harper, I read her books and I go, ooh, this reminds me of this case or yes. that case or this case. Absolutely. What makes Jane Harper great and crime writers great is that they pull from many different places and make the case such that you couldn't very clearly draw a line. I think when you can clearly draw a line, things get ethically complicated. And that's what Amanda Knox is saying. She's talking about ethics rather than the law. So I think that, for example, Lindy Chamberlain, there are so many books that have made incredible points about mothers and wrongful accusations and all of those things. The Cry, that Australian TV series, did it really well, but they told it with a new story. So I think to me it's just like it's getting tired, this story of of her and then relying on this weird sexual tension between two women. I just think we need to retire it.
2: Look, I agree with that. Like it doesn't look like the world's best film. But I don't really agree with the idea that Amanda Knox has been voiceless since, her, since she um, came back from Italy, since she was rightfully acquitted and compensated. Like she has been on every TV show. She has made a documentary. She speaks all the time. It's not true that she is voiceless. So I take a little bit of umbrage at that.
0: I want to know what Outlouders think. Is it fair game, Amanda mm. Knox's story? Let us know, Amanda Knox, and, and will I want you to be know going to see this movie. And should we cancel Matt Damon for the second time this week? <laughs> oh my God, poor Matt Damon!
2: <laughs> Best and worst is usually the part of the week where we talk about something wonderful that happened and something not wonderful that happened. If you've been with us since the beginning of the show, if you stayed through our puffer fishing then you would know that we've already told you our worsts. And so we've decided to end the show on a positive note this week and we're doing best and best. So two bests to round out the week. I know we've had to dig deep. Mia.
0: My first best is coloured eyeliner. I bought a turquoise Mm. eyeliner and also a pinky, like a lilac one. Can you see I'm wearing the lilac one today? If you have a look on my Instagram, you can see the lilac one and I also show you the turquoise one. Just lots of fun.
1: Does it stay on all day?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it does. The turquoise one I got was from Too Faced because I saw that thing about what makes brown eyes pop mm. and it's bright blue, turquoise and purple. Small thing, but uh, you can think. find them pretty cheaply too. And my other best is just carbs. So I look in my kit. Carbs.
1: Carbohydrates. Oh, I, know you have-
0: I know you live in the country now, Holly, <laughs> but no carbs – are not my best thing. In the city, we like carbs. And I was in my kitchen yesterday. This gives you an indication of my headspace. I noticed we had banana bread, pikelets, bagels, sliced bread, sourdough, flat like pita bread and Turkish bread.
1: (laughs) What does one choose? Exactly. All of the above. I have um, gone back to, I don't know why, raisin toast I used to have it as a oh, kid oh sorry we also have raisin yes. toast and now this lockdown I've gone I think yes. I need to eat raisin oh toast raisin again. toast is outstanding yeah.
0: yeah we have that as well so I'm just rotating through my carbs
2: oh that sounds heaven I want to live in your kitchen yeah. hey I'll go next Jesse, so that I don't go straight into recommendations but can you two bear with me for a second while I take off this jumper because I'm literally dying yes <laughs> it's so hot in here after crying. two seconds it's so hot oh yeah you need some air conditioning oh <sighs> There we go. It was really cold when I got in here, but the blankets, the insulation. Anyway, my two bests are, first, I am backflipping on something I said a few weeks ago because one of the joys of my life at the minute is watching the shots come onto my Instagram from the Sex in the City reboot set. Yep. Now, a few weeks ago I had a bit of a whinge because I saw the first shot released and it looked to me like the cast members, so Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis in particular, looked very altered. airbrushed, altered, and yeah. the, which is fine, whatever. But I was like, are we so afraid of seeing a woman's face like a woman in her 50s face are we really that scared of it that we can't do it turns out I jumped the gun a little bit so unlike me and us (laughs) in general because the shots that are coming through and I know a lot of them are paparazzi shots we don't support that either but it's actually a delight to see women looking amazing chic and stylish and fabulous but also looking properly grown up gray hair Wrinkles, looser chin lines, but still completely amazing. And it's actually giving me a lot of happiness. Mia, have you changed your vibe on that? Well, no, I
0: think you've jumped the gun because I think that the finished product will not look like what we're seeing.
1: They do a weird thing where it's almost like they put a filter over movies. They do.
0: They can. Of course. So I think that by the time it comes out, it's not gonna look anything like the shots that we're seeing.
2: Which is a shame because I think they look incredible. Yeah. They look incredible and mm. it's lovely to see that. The second one is the latest instalment in my saga of at-home workouts. The OutLouders has told me to do dancing. That I want to fun. tell you, I am almost 50 and I have just started doing the kind of dance workouts that involve like body rolls, oh, squats. Well. Are you a hip-hop dancing? <laughs> Are you drop doing them so? like squat drops? drops. Yep, yeah. and fist pumps, and oh, it is okay. so... The humiliation is enormous, but so is the joy. I come out of the garage after 20 minutes of looking like a complete dickhead, and let's remember that nobody can see me. I'm jumping around like a crazy person. I come out, like, so happy. The happiest I have been, and I'm oh. in the kitchen, and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel amazing. 20 minutes later, I hate everybody again. But, hmm. oh, my God, it's the new me. Who knew it? Who knew that all those inspirational dance like no one's watching quotes. We're right. Had, we're right because I'm Britney dancing. That is the truth. <laughs> That's my second best. Over to you Jesse Stevens.
1: My first best is this Instagram account I've been following during the Olympics called the female athlete project and it's by an Australian gold medalist. Her name is Chloe Dalton and she has been keeping me updated on like Olympic schedules for, you know, all the women I have to watch. Every time a woman wins a medal, it's just like up there. It is just celebrating female athletes. And the reason everyone needs to follow this account is because the Olympics is about to end. I can't even talk about it. I can't even think about it. Mm,
0: I'm worried for you. I'm
1: really worried Mm. for me. But what I need to remember is that female athletes... Exist all year round. They don't only (laughs) exist once every four years. And so we need to continue to watch our soccer players and our hockey players and our cricket players and whoever else, like watch the incredible stuff they're doing because female Australian athletes have been so overrepresented in the gold medals and the work they have done at these Olympics, they have really excited me and... Everyone needs to support them. The Female Athlete Project, go and check it out. makes Love me so that. happy. Mm. And my second is less wholesome. Look, this might be unpopular to some, but the new cocktail walk that I have done near oh. my house is just cheering me up. So for anyone who's not in lockdown, there is a place about probably a 30-minute walk from my house that's outside, so it's, it's on the street. You don't have to go in or sort of check into anything, outside, and they make... Takeaway cocktails. I could go every night, so I've really been pacing myself. <laughs> I go at 2 p.m. every day. No, I don't. I don't. What I do. I go faster.
2: <laughs> Friday's cocktail night, Jessie, for the Outlouders so have started true. sharing their cocktail recipes in the Facebook group on Friday, so tonight you're definitely allowed to go.
1: It's cocktail night. And so what we do is my twin sister and I, she lives sort of 20 minutes from that, so we meet at our cocktail spot and we go for a big walk with the dog and walk around and talk with our cocktails and the sun's setting and it makes it feel like an event and like we're on holiday, which we are not. Mm. So do a cocktail walk. If you don't have a place near you that will make you a cocktail, put some in a water bottle. Is that legal? I don't think so. I think it's illegal in most cities. (laughs) Put wine in a keep cup. Yeah, exactly. Do what you have to do. (laughs) Whatever gets you through. (laughs)
2: I have a recommendation to round us out. The other thing that is making me happy this week, like many people, even though, and I know I have to put the disclaimer, I'm not officially in lockdown. I've been doing quite a lot of the lockdown shopping. I'm just Mm. appropriating that. And a purchase that I've made in the last few weeks is making me very happy. It's a face oil. Now, if some of you are like, I don't want a face oil, why would I have that? I have been told by my friend and guru, Lee Campbell, that. I should be one night exfoliating so vitamin A whatever like retinoling my head and then the next night nourish nourish nourish. So I always want something in my beauty collection that is not doing things. Like it's mm. just nourishing, yes. it's not active. It's not, it's not stripping, it's not yeah, it's not active mm. exactly me. You're the expert. So I love a face oil for this, and I asked my friend Lee what the best face oil I should buy because I'd finished one and I was going to buy one, and she recommended one to me that I think is the best I've ever used. (gasps) It's by a lady startup, an Australian lady startup called Ipsum, so I-P-S-U-M. The one I'm using is called Ipsum Best Skin Face Oil Intense Treatment, and every second night I put it on. I put lots of it on. It feels great. It smells great. I know it does lots of things that I don't really know what they are like brightening plumping whatever but I have to say that we all know the only real way to tell if your skincare is working is if people on zoom say Mm. your skin looks nice mm. and people on zoom have been telling me my skin looks nice lately and it's all oh, fancy this it also feels like a big treat you buy it on the internet gets delivered to your house it's not particularly cheap this one is 75 dollars for a bottle of this face oil oh. but you can get a lot cheaper ones too. there's We've a few could- different ones yeah. on the
0: website because I was one of the people that told Holly she looks luminous
1: yeah and then and then she hooked me up that- with the
0: oil yeah. And there's a few different ones. So the one to buy that I bought yesterday is the travel intense. But there's lighter versions as well and there's body ones and
1: I've yeah. also, if you don't want to spend seventy five dollars, then you can get from like your chemist or pharmacy or whatever, really cheap Yahoba what do they call it? Yohoba, Yohoba oil yeah and you put that on and it's great which is also really good for any blemishy skin
2: we've actually got a really good article on mama mia that is about face oils that has cheap ones and expensive ones so we should put that in the show notes great idea this one is making me very happy it feels really luxy it's called ipsum love it that is my beauty reco, and that is all we have time for today do you feel better from the venting jesse mia Mm,
0: not really.
1: I don't know. No, more Maybe. Venting to be done. I don't
0: know. I always feel better on out loud
1: days. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. What I want out louders to do is grab your phone, which you're probably listening to this on, go to voice notes. Mum, I'll show you later. But whatever you can record yourself with on your phone. And then record the thing that is pissing you off the most right now what is making you puff a fish big small whatever and we will play them on the show next week to cheer ourselves up keep so it to
0: 30 seconds Keep because... it to thirty seconds.
1: <laughs> if you just want to send an hour long one that's fine we probably can't play at all but um try and keep it to 30 seconds and send through to out at mamma mia which is m-a-m-a-m-i-a dot com dot a-u
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of Out Loud, everybody. Wherever you are, whatever your restrictions, just sending you love and permission to vent anytime. This episode is produced by Emma Gillespie, the executive producer of Mamma Mia Out Loud. is Eliza Ratliff and we'll see you on the Mamma Mia
1: app. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation.